And so you want to be aware of your patterns. You want to pay attention to the thoughts and the feelings that you entertain, when you entertain them, why you entertain them. And then you want to begin to align yourself with people who think bigger than you, who inspire you to be more than you currently are. Hey, you're listening to the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast, where I firmly believe that your wildest dreams are 100% possible. My name is Teresa, and I'm obsessed with goal setting for results, using systems to make it easier, mastering neuroscience to transform your life, and helping you to figure out how to get your life to work for you. So I'm a city chick who started an online business with two kids under two years old. And yes, I know I was crazy. (laughs) And I created $4,000 in less than 14 days. But that, my friend, was just the beginning. Since then, I've been able to multiply that by helping people just like you to create an impact in the world while living their purpose. And here, I teach you proven strategies and best kept secrets to building a life that is aligned with your vision and helping you to blaze a trail to your unique destiny. Miss an opportunity to keep it real? (laughs) Never. Success and failure mixed with a lot of business plus audacious goal setting while trying to figure out motherhood and purpose are all a few things that we talk about here. So how about you think about this as your one-stop shop the place that you go to to spend time with your inner circle and to be around like-minded, ambitious trailblazers who are committed to living a life full of purpose and impact no matter what. Grab your favorite notebook, pour a glass of your favorite bottle of Moscato and get ready to be challenged, inspired and moved to action. This is where you come to listen, learn, change and grow. Let's dive in. Happy New Year! (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of the How to Turn Your Goals into Reality podcast. It is your girl, T. And I am super, 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 super grateful to be here with you again. Another Monday on the pod. I know it's been a while. Y'all have been patient. And let me answer this burning question for you because people have been reaching out and asking, T, where you been and why are you not on social media? How come you haven't posted a podcast episode? Like what's going on? And let me tell you, these last two weeks, I've been chilling, spending time with my family, doing work, really sending out emails. If you're on the email list, you've gotten emails um, from us. So, you know, um, we've, we've remained in, in, in contact and we've been having really good conversations by email. But when it came to like our larger platforms like Instagram and podcasting and those things, we shut it down for two weeks. And it was just so that we could really focus on creating fresh, inspired content for you guys. And also so that we could spend less time working throughout this holiday season and just really enjoying being with people in real life, building new memories, connecting and all that jazz. So it's been really, really fun. I feel refreshed, inspired, and like super excited about this new year, this new season, this new chapter, and everything that will unfold 
in your life over the next 12 months. So I hope that you are ready to do your work and to stay in action because that's what's going to be required for you to experience the success that you desire to see this year. So in this episode, I'm going to be answering your biggest questions about how to be successful in 2024. So let's jump right in because I know that you're probably sitting on the edge of your seat and you cannot wait to hear my perspective on some of these these things. So the first question is, it says, hey T, I love your podcast. I've been listening for years and I'm just wondering what strategies can help me stay committed this time around? And I, I find this question really interesting because I know that many people, there's like statistically speaking, there are many people, 92% of people to be exact, fail to achieve their goals every single year. So that's the majority, right? We all set goals. We all have these good intentions. We all desire to become more, experience more, have more, do more, all that jazz. But what ends up happening is only 8% of people actually fulfill those intentions, actually get it done. And the reason is not because they're lazy, not because they don't have the tools, not because they don't know what to do, but it's simply because most of us are not willing to do what's required to get the results that we desire. And for a long, 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 long time, I'm talking years, I was in this boat too. So I totally understand and I can see why so many of us struggle year after year with the same goal, feeling like life is not progressing, things are not moving forward. And we're stuck. But the reality is, we're never stuck. And so I love this question because from my perspective, it's not about strategy. Because most people already know what to do. They just haven't done what they know to do. And so you want to look at how come you're not doing what you know is in your best interest, right? How come you're not fully aligning yourself wholeheartedly, giving yourself all that you have to give, fully like jumping in and embodying, practicing, becoming who you know you need to be in order to get the results that you desire, right? You want to start there because any strategy that we cover here on the podcast, you can go back and listen to all the episodes and get all the nuggets. And still, if you don't know why you don't do what you know is in your best interest to do, then none of that stuff will help you. None of these strategies will help you, right? So you want to start there. And then something else you want to look at is why do you even desire to achieve this thing? What is achieving this thing going to do for you? What does it give you? Right? What does it allow for you to experience in your life? What doors does it open for you? What opportunities does it bring into your life? Okay, Why do you want to achieve this goal? And one of the easiest ways for you to stay on track with your goals and to actually get things done this year is to hang around people who are ambitious, driven, action takers, just like you. And I know when you hear me say, just like you, you might be thinking like, that's not me. I'm not ambitious. I'm not an action taker. Like I'm not consistent. And that's why I'm asking you this question. But the reality is that if you desire to become those things, then it's important for you to identify as being someone who is becoming that way, right? So something that we practice a lot with our affirmations and, and our self-talk really, because here's the, another truth. And I know that we we don't often talk about this, but we think that we are not practicing affirmations 
or that affirmations don't work or like it's just not your thing. But the truth is we're always practicing affirmations. We're always talking to ourselves. And that self-talk is either affirming our dream and pushing us more towards our goals or it's talking us out of the life that we want, the goals that we have, the vision that we've set for ourselves, the standards that we've created, right? And so you want to be mindful of what do I say to myself consistently that encourages me and moves me into my purpose? And what are the things that I say to myself consistently that distract me, discourage me, and pull me away from my purpose? And when you become aware of both of those dominant thought patterns that are happening day in and day out in your own mind, that's when you'll experience a breakthrough when it comes to being consistent with your goals. That's when you'll begin to shift your identity and see yourself as someone who takes action, is ambitious, is inspired, does what they say they're going to do, a person of integrity. And these things are really, really, really important. They're foundational in all success because without being a person of integrity, you know that you can't trust yourself because you know that you don't honor your word right? You are the only person that was there every single time that you broke a promise. You were the only person that was there every single time that you disciplined yourself and did what you knew you needed to do to get the result that you wanted, whether it was dieting or growing your hair, right? Taking care of your hair, taking care of your skin or learning how to play an instrument better or how to use your voice better. Like no matter what the discipline was, you were there when you put in that time and honored your commitment. So you know you, you know what inspires you to follow through and you know what discourages you from getting things done. And so you want to be aware of your patterns. You want to pay attention to the thoughts and the feelings that you entertain, when you entertain them, why you entertain them. And then you want to begin to align yourself with people who think bigger than you, who inspire you to be more than you currently are, to do more than you currently do, and to achieve more than you've ever achieved in your life. And it's not just for the sake of achieving and, 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 and attaining some external form of what some might say is success, but it's about developing into who you are. It's about utilizing your potential and, and challenging yourself to step into the unknown, to make things happen, to create extraordinary things out of ordinary resources that you have access to right now. Like that's the beauty in pursuing goals, having big goals and being a goal getter. Okay. And another beautiful thing about aligning yourself with people who are action takers, big thinkers, all those things is that it demonstrates, it gives us a clear picture of the law of averages, right? So we know that we are the sum of our closest relationships. So when I say we are the sum, I mean, when we look at our income, our attitudes, our behaviors, our practices, our patterns, our habits, our routines, our way of being, the way that we talk even is a reflection of our closest relationships. And What's included in this as well is 
the information that we're taking in. So if we're taking in a lot of fear-based content, then we will be more fearful. If we're having a lot of conversations around, you know, money is not enough and, and there's inflation going on and I can't afford this, I can't afford that. And that's, that's the kind of conversations that we get excited about and that we feel like it resonates with us. Then we're just creating more of that in our life. We are saying we are the kind of people who this is normal for, right? When we are around people who are trailblazing and doing things that people say can't be done and crossing barriers and breaking ceilings and all kind of stuff, then we see firsthand that anything is possible. Really and truly, anything is possible. And so we no longer have the same limits that we used to have, right? It's the law of averages, okay? And so you want to look at who are the kind of people that inspire greatness in you? Who are the kinds of people who can give you a hand up and help you to see more than you've been seeing, be more than you've been being, do more than you've been doing, right? Because if you can't see it, and I don't mean like physically with your natural eyes, I mean like when you close your eyes, if you can't see a vision greater than where you are, you'll never do anything to be more than you are. If you can't imagine a life without limitations, a life without restrictions, a life without barriers and excuses and, and your current experience of life, if you can't see anything beyond where you are, then you'll never get to anywhere beyond where you are. So this is why it's important to get around people who can see more than you see, be more than you've been and who are currently doing more than you do. That's the shortcut. That's the easiest way to get to where you want to get to and be consistent in it. When you identify as being the person who can do these things and who can do it on a consistent basis. Okay. Another question that I got is how can I overcome procrastination? And this is a good question. This is common, actually. Most people procrastinate. And I get it. I, I do it sometimes even to this day. So this is not, I mean, there are ways to manage procrastination and to minimize it and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I think that it's a normal part of the human experience, right? Most people procrastinate. I would honestly say everybody procrastinates from Oprah to Beyonce to whoever. Everybody procrastinates, but it's how, what causes us to procrastinate, number one, and how can we be more strategic about when we choose to procrastinate? Because choosing to procrastinate right before a deadline is not beneficial. That's not going to help you to be successful, right? And I was doing this just last year. I found that anytime I felt overwhelmed or like I didn't have the energy to do the thing that I needed to get done, I would just not do it. I would procrastinate. And I would do it by distracting myself. I would find some video to create or something to write about or, you know, some other work to do. But I wouldn't do the thing that I knew was the most important thing for me to be doing at that moment. And so you want to look at what's causing me to procrastinate. What is, what triggers me, right? So 
just take a moment right now. If you're washing the dishes, if you're driving in your car, if you're sitting with your kids and they're screaming in the background, don't do this at this moment, right? But once you're done with those things, you want to take a moment, close your eyes, and just complete this sentence. So I choose to procrastinate when I feel... And just go with the first thing that comes to mind, okay? So you might have said, when I feel overworked, when I feel scared, anxious, tired, whatever your answer is, there's no heat, no judgment about it. It doesn't mean anything about you. It's not good or bad. It it just is what it is, okay? So... Once you're clear on what you're feeling when you choose to procrastinate, grab your journal or open up a little note tab in your phone and begin to process that emotion, okay? So maybe you you may not be feeling that now in this moment, but even still, you can process the thoughts that go along with that feeling. So what am I thinking when I feel tired? What am I thinking when I feel anxious? What am I thinking when I feel afraid, right? What are some of the things that I'm telling myself in that moment that make it okay for me to procrastinate, okay? You wanna be aware of those things because every thought is followed by an action which supports the belief that you're having in the moment. And so... If you have beliefs that you're unaware of, that are running in the background, that make it easy for you to procrastinate and to sabotage the success that you're working towards, then you want to be clear about what those beliefs are and then replace them with healthy, fruitful, beneficial beliefs that support you in being more productive, okay? So once you're done journaling out these ideas and these beliefs that you have, that make it easy for you to procrastinate, then you wanna look at the behaviors of those who are successful in the thing that you desire to do. So let's say you wanna learn how to master playing the piano, right? And whenever it comes time to practice playing the piano for 30 minutes, you all of a sudden feel too tired. And so you don't get around to doing your 30 minutes a day of playing the piano, great. Now you've journaled out the thoughts that make it easy for you to procrastinate and to not do your intended piano lesson. Awesome. Maybe you said things like, I'm too tired. This is too much work. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I just don't feel like it. Okay. Awesome. Now you have the beliefs written down on paper and you can see them. They're tangible. They're clear right in front of you. Great. Now, when you look at the performance of people who are successful in playing the piano, people who are masters at their craft, you can see what are some of their habits. So if they had this belief that I'm too tired, it's not worth my time, I'm not going to do it today, I'll get to it tomorrow, where would they be today if they were committed to those beliefs? And you want to write that answer down. And then you want to look at how is this benefiting you? If you hold on to this belief for another three months, where do you think you'll be? How much closer to mastering the piano 
will you be? And is that where you want to be? And you want to be honest. And then once you're done doing that work, it's time to make a decision. What is your new personal commitment? What is something that you can do or what is a belief that you can practice reminding yourself that will support you in becoming a master of piano, which starts with completing your 30-minute daily sessions? So maybe you could tell yourself something like, I'm learning how to become the master of piano. Every day in every way, I am getting better and better. Learning the piano is fun for me. It's awesome that I get to practice the piano every day at 6 p.m. or whatever the time is, right? You can create affirming truths that support you in following through on your intentions instead of allowing your current beliefs to sabotage your growth, okay? So do that. Hit me up on the gram. Let me know how it goes. Like hit me up in like the next 30 days and let me know how this works out for you, okay? Another question that we got says, Hey T, thank you for offering to answer these questions. My question is, how do I deal with setbacks and failures? And this is like all of last year, 2023, I was really thinking about um, failure and how we define it and how it cripples us, how it slows us down from being more productive and more fruitful in the things that we are working towards. And so here's, here's why I think that this question is, is a good question to be asking. Because it requires a level of self-awareness. It requires us to look at how we do what we do and why we do it, right? Because failure is just an interpretation of events. Two people could experience the same thing. And person A could say that this was great. And per while person B says this was a hot mess and I totally failed, right? Two people could launch in the same week and hit the same number, right? They could both make $20,000 in that launch, but one person could say this was a disaster while another person says this was a, my biggest success. And so what makes something a failure? How do we know when we fail? We know that we failed because we've declared it a failure. We've, we've looked at the experience and said, this result means that I failed. But what if it actually means something else, right? What else could it mean? What else could this experience be revealing, right? But because we're quick to slap the label of failure on an experience, we miss out on all the other revelations that we could get from that experience. Because it could mean that we're on track to hit our goal the next time. It could mean that this was practice for when we go to do something different. It could mean that we just got to keep going in this direction, tweak a few things, and then use another strategy, and then bam, we get to where we want it to go, 
right? Because all results are just feedback. It's just information letting us know that, hey, that that way that the way that you implemented it this time is not what's going to get you there. But it doesn't mean that what you did was wrong or off or a failure. It just means that this is not what's going to get you to where you intended to be. Just like when you make a wrong turn when you're using the GPS, when you're trying to get to a destination. If you make a wrong turn, the GPS finds another route and it will show you, okay, you made a wrong turn. I get it. I see it. Let me show you a better path. And then you get to still get to the destination. It might take a few minutes longer. It might require for you to maybe pay attention a bit more while you're driving. But you'll get there. It's the same thing with all the experiences that unfold in our lives. And so we want to be mindful about how we label our experiences and how we're interpreting these events. Because that's what creates the drama for us internally. That's what creates the resistance. That's what creates the tension and the cognitive dissonance because we create stories that are not aligned with the truth, not aligned with the facts, not aligned with reality. And then these stories prevent us from living out loud, fully embodying the majestic, glorious people that we are. We begin to play small and second guess ourselves and think that, okay, what we want is not possible. And so we deviate from our path when we were on the right path all along. We just had some hiccups that were teaching us so that we could do better next time, right? Another question that came in, and this is going to be the last one that I answered for today. I know we got a ton more, but I don't want to keep you here for like five hours. So this is going to be the last one that I answered today. And then maybe in a future episode, I will answer the rest. So if your question wasn't answered, don't worry, I got you and we'll get to it, okay? So this question says, um, this person says, um, how can I find the right balance in my life? And I think that this is a pretty common question. A lot of people, um, especially now that many of us work from home and all these things, it, it can be tricky to have balance. And so my question for you is, what exactly do you mean by balance? What do you want to balance? Are you balancing your work and your personal life? Are you balancing, you know, relationships between family and friends? Are you balanced, like how much time you put into those relationships? Are you balancing your goals and your work? Are you balancing your health and your relationship? Like what, what, what is, what exactly is it that you want to balance? And then why do you want to balance these things? What is your intention for seeking balance? Because most of the time when people talk about balance, they want to have time for everything, right? They have a lot of competing priorities and this creates inner conflict for them. And so they work and they, they try to attain what they perceive to be the perfect levels of balance between how much time they spend here and there and everywhere and they spread themselves thin and then they end up feeling unfulfilled because none of the things that they have pursued actually align with their own internal desires or their own internal values. 
And so one challenge that I would have for you is what would be more important? Is it more important for you to seek balance or is it more important for you to seek integration? And the difference between the two is, like I said, normally when people seek balance, they want to do everything, right? And they put unnecessary pressure on themselves to fit everything that people say is important into their schedule. But with integration, you're intentionally choosing the things that you value and making time for those things. You're integrating them into your life. So you're not trying to juggle a bunch of balls and balance everything in the air, but you are intentionally scheduling your time, investing your life in such a way that it honors your commitments and the things that you value. So what's more important to you, balance or integration? And then once you're clear on that, you can then work on add using a calendar or some kind of daily planner to lay out exactly what it is that you want to balance or what it is that you are working to integrate into your life and then commit to your daily schedule, commit to your daily intentions, get them done. So when you say, Hey, from 10 AM to 4 PM, that's my work time. Then don't allow, don't entertain any form of distraction to steal a minute of that time. Honor your own commitments, honor your word. When you say you're going to do something, do it right. If you say from 5 PM to 8 PM every day, Monday to Friday, that's my time with my family then honor that. Spend those valuable hours with your family, doing things that they enjoy, right? Reading, playing games, um, connecting, having conversations, like all that stuff, supporting them, developing whatever skills you want to support them in developing. Like that's the time to make that investment, right? And I find that the more I practice integration, the more aligned and whole and less conflicted I feel within myself about my decisions. So sometimes I have meetings in the evening and my kids are home, right? But instead of beating myself over the head and saying, oh man, I'm not balanced enough, I'm able to look at my calendar and see, oh, I have great integration happening this week as I'm spending time with the kids on this day and that day and this day and that day. And although I'm working on this day in the evening, look at all this other time that I've put towards some of the other things that I value, right? So I'm making sure that my life is not consumed with just a bunch of different activities that all are important, but are not all valuable to me, right? Eating out with friends and, you know, traveling and all kind of other stuff. Those things are not valuable to me. Spending time with my kids, that's a top priority. Spending time with God, understanding the Bible, like these are things that are important to me, right? Managing my money, sitting down and, and having budget meetings. These are important to me. And so when I look at my calendar and it reflects my values. It reflects the things that have meaning for me. Whether I'm doing it for five hours or 
10 minutes doesn't matter. It's not about having equal time across all activities. It's not about making everything balance out and having everything complement each other when it comes to how much time is going to this thing and that thing. But when it's all integrated and my values are all reflected back to me on my planner, I feel proud. I feel wholesome. I feel I know that I'm on the right track. You know what I'm saying? And so you might find that helpful. Go ahead, give it a try. Let me know how it turns out for you. And before we wrap up, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being a part of this goal-getting community. Thank you for trusting me and for coming back every week and for sharing this podcast with your friends and family and all the people that you care about and for just like being a source of inspiration for me because every episode that we put out, every social media post that we put out, every email and all those things, it's all because... I want to see you win. I want to see you win in your life, in your business, with your money, with your health, all of it. And so thank you for rocking with us. And I appreciate being able to support you in your journey and challenge you to thrive, really. Because I know that you can. I know that you will. And I know that it's your time. So let's make 2024 the best year of your life. Like literally, let's make this the most epic year. And if you haven't heard yet, I I mentioned it on Instagram, but if you haven't heard, we are now dropping two episodes a week. So you got this week's episode. You got Monday's episode right here. And on Wednesday, I'll be dropping another episode. So from this point on, You'll be getting two episodes a week and it's because I love you. It's because I want to support you in winning. It's because I know that sometimes we just need a little pick me up in the middle of the week. And that's what I want to be for you. A little pick me up. All right. So I love you when I mean it. I'll see you on Wednesday. Ciao for now. Thank you.